0: 12 of Talking Trotters, it's the podcast that looks back at the week's developments from Bolton Wanderers, from the point of view of us, the White's fans. I'm Jim Bailey, I've got Chris, I've got Anthony, but we've got no Danny. What's oh. all that about? Oh. Boohoo.com or what?
1: I'm going to miss him this week, aren't we? I know.
0: Who's going to cause loads of trouble?
1: <laughs> Chris will have to do it this <laughs> week.
0: Oh yeah, and the reason he's not here, get this, he's gone to Vincent Company's testimonial. Traitor. I know. I know. And Vincent you Company's can't not even playing. Because he's <laughs> done his hamstring.
2: <laughs> he, he said in an interview earlier, and it's just typical of me, isn't it? Yeah, he did. Vincent <laughs> <"Binter laughs> Company, <laughs> not Danny. <Yeah>. I, mean.
1: <laughs> I was thinking I knew you were about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Although so, yeah. there's something very nice that we posted just as we started recording this, Martin Petrov's playing. Yeah. Oh.
0: Blast from the past there, isn't mm-hmm. it? There you go, he'll be there with his city hat on, matching with <laughs> Ireland's.
1: Who done it? or yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got Martin Petrov.
0: <laughs> 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 But yeah, less about City and Danny, who's not bothered to join us this week. We've got plenty of Bolton stuff to talk about, even though we didn't actually have a game at the weekend.
2: I don't know, does that kind of feel a bit nicer in that it feels like it should be a more relaxed episode this week?
0: Kind of. To be honest, if you're not having a game, I know it was because we were supposed to be playing Bury and nothing to do with the international break, but the fact that it happened in the international break and obviously we were in the championship last year, Mm -hmm. it didn't... I didn't even... I didn't miss the fact there was a Bolton game even though I mean obviously I missed it like as in there wasn't a Bolton game but I mean it didn't feel weird because I'm so used to having the international break be no Bolton
1: game did you just say Bolton relaxed I, I, I'm going to put my feet up if that's the case Chris you know well, we've to never be honest. had this put your shoes back on yeah. they stink them. no that's that's David <laughs> next door <that. laughs>
2: Harsh. <laughs> but I, I think we can see it in a sense now the the takeover's been done, the management's been sorted out, and as we get round to, the season tickets have been dealt. Uh, yeah. Just a kit now. It, all of a sudden, it feels as though a bit of normality has resumed at Bolton Wanderers Football Club.
0: Yeah, it has. Because and... the
2: first nine episodes, it felt like a slog. It felt so negative. It's and then Peter, last week's episode, it felt like one of the most positive that we've done so far
0: yeah it, it did and you're right the atmosphere has changed for fans mm. because let's let's be honest there was a lot of people including myself that were expecting the worst mm. as i said last last week or the week before on this podcast and as i said earlier on on my show on radio i had in my head written an intro for this podcast as if it was the last of both wondrous yeah. That's how real it seemed that we might not exist, and then obviously everything's turned out milo's in the respect to the, with the to the takeover, and we move on. And there is an optimism now around the club, and people are excited to see what these new players are going to do, and excited to see what the new management team is going to do. And th- th- that optimism and excitement hasn't been around Bolton Wanderers since we were well, probably since we were last in League One, really. I mean, I know we had the the staying up year. But a lot of that season, because we were down there and fighting, it wasn't the most positive season in the stands. From the you know there was a lot of Parkinson players, boring, negative football. This is rubbish. We need to be doing better than this. People dreaming that we should be in the playoffs and all that kind of stuff. And we were obviously scrapping to stay up. But for a truly positive, optimistic season, last time we were in League One, you know it was Anderson's first season at the club and things were ticking along all right. It seemed. In, with that regard, we were we'd just come out of a, a lot of trouble and got away with it, and we were marching on towards what we assumed was promotion, and what was promotion in the end. It was a much more optimistic time, and now it seems kind of ironic that we're back at this level, and that's when this optimism seems to be kicking back in, even though we've still got that monumental points deficit to overcome. it, It doesn't matter, and the fact that it's going to be a slog, it's going to be a difficult season, everybody knows that, doesn't seem to have affected the positivity around the club at this moment it's, in time.
1: It's all because the club was so close to being liquidated and no club. That's why everybody's like, yes, we've still got a yeah. club. And We're not should... bothered about the points deficit. We're just bothered that we've actually got our club.
0: Yeah, and it, and it, it, it is kind of a change. It changes your priorities and your viewpoints, really, doesn't yeah. it? Because it used to be about, are we going to get promoted? Are we going to get relegated? And this, this summer, it's been, are we going to play any more games? Yeah. Have we got a club? And now we do. And we've seen... You know, just you know, a few a few miles down the road, yeah. the opposite end of that spectrum, and what happens when your club goes. And even though I was ninety percent sure at sometimes that it was mm. good, that was what, that our fate, I still can't imagine what it would actually be like
2: to I, know that your club's gone. I guess that's been considerable benefit now that the situation vis-a-vis Bolton has been resolved a little bit. I suppose as fans, we can feel a bit more thankful with what's happened with Bury and what's been happening with her own club, that all of a sudden the fans that had this superiority complex imagining what Bolton should be always challenging for the upper echelons because we're Bolton Wanderers. Targets have been set a little bit more realistically this time around. It's not as bleak as it once was. It's like you said a bit earlier on, Ant. All oh, right, the points deficit might detract a little bit from what's going on, but at least Bolton have a club to yeah. be able to support. Exactly, yeah. And it's
1: going to be more enthusiastic as well. First, obviously, home game with the new managers in charge, and if they win, just imagine the scenes. It'll be incredible.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, of course, we've got Saturday when we mooch off to the New York yeah. Stadium for the first, like the first full stop game mm-hmm. with the new management team and I'm assuming a, a decent chunk of the new fans I um, mean it's new fans. It's a chunk <laughs> of the new players. It's, it's alright, we knew what you meant. <laughs> but I should hope now that they're playing for us, they are new fans. Well,
2: um it's even better for the fact that it's been announced earlier today. It's, it's been out. Com- yeah. Completely yeah. sold Brilliant. out. Two
0: thousand five hundred people heading to Rotherham and for what I think will be a really interesting game because these players don't have oh well haven't had that much time to start getting on the same page as each other, mm. to truly bed in as being a cohesive unit. So it's still probably going to be a very tough game. I mean, it wouldn't even surprise me if you didn't see all of those new signings play. I mean, obviously we know what's happened with Joe Bunny, which we will come on to later. But I do just think that people should maybe just, you know, like you've, like we've already said, like temper that expectation just a little bit for this game because it is going to take a while for them to start getting on the same page as each other. I would imagine that there will be a few of the young players still sprinkled into the side. <clears throat> Hopefully uh, the, the players we've seen do well Politic and Zuma and the King's Arms
2: Yeah mm. Sorry, I thought you were referring to a pub then Not Callum <laughs> King, <Come> Arms <laughs> I decided last week that
0: whenever I mention Callum King Arms on this podcast I am just going to call him the King's Arms <laughs> <laughs>
2: It could be a darts team by himself He could
0: he might be good at darts. I don't know. I've never maybe so We'll able to get him in. He can share his football in darts and drinking secrets. Who knows? But he shouldn't have
2: any drinking secrets. He's <laughs> too young.
0: <laughs> Although, I know he's 19. He? Is he 19? Uh, I'm
2: not sure. Uh, to be honest, they're all so young, aren't yeah. they? You yeah, kind yeah. of well, forget what they're actually. But well, if you are, on the off
0: chance that you are listening <laughs> to King's Arms, you shouldn't be drinking too much anyway. You're a professional footballer. Come on.
2: Although it never did first. David are too much. Are no, it didn't. Wow. But
0: David is an anomaly. He's the kind of man that he's like. I'm feeling a bit tired, so I'm going to have a pint of ale to charge myself up and crack on.
2: Well, thinking about last week, although there was no game for the men's team to have to deal with, the women's side were in action. They were taking on Chorley in the FA National Women's League. I think this is. I think it's the Division One North, which is beneath the Championship. I only say that because the two teams got promoted, Coventry, United and Blackburn. They are in the women's championship right now. So I think that is the level that Bolton find themselves at currently. And they took on Shirley, whose own women's team has been going on for, I think, a fair few years Mm -hmm. now. Certainly longer than Bolton's own side. Didn't mind the m won by two girls to one, so... The girls. girls. Yes. Yeah.
0: That's what we like to see. Yeah.
2: What was quite nice was we ended up posting about the result on our social media channels, yeah. and Dave Evans, who I think is a bit of a regular correspondent, or he's starting to become a regular correspondent, saying, went to the match last night, really impressed with what I saw. I think I'm going to be going to matches on a more frequent basis. <laughs> And what's quite nice is, again, we're recording this on a Wednesday. It's been announced today. You know, we mentioned last week, non-league day, 12th of October. Oh, yes, yes. Well, they've launched a Women's Football Day oh, weekend good. for the, I think, 16th and 17th of November.
1: Good. Brilliant.
2: So I think the idea is, if you want to go and see a local women's match, whether Bolton are playing home or away, I would have to check the fixture list once again to be absolutely certain of That's that. That's all
1: the play at the Uni Bowl.
2: Can you imagine if that were to happen? Nearly 32,000 turned out for the Manchester Derby last yeah, weekend. It was, yeah. it, it, and it ended up being a very good match as well. It, it just
0: goes to show that, that women's football, you know, off the back of the World Cup, but not just the World Cup, off the back of what is realistically a lot of hard work that's gone, gone on behind the scenes in the women's game to get it that platform, to make its top players superstars. And we've seen that. And it's great that... Bolton have, have got a, you know a decent women's team that have been going for a little while. Granted, maybe not as long as Charlie's, but they've been going long enough for this boom to really benefit them, as opposed to this boom to be the reason that they exist. Yeah. And if you can, you know, because we've already got things up and running, and because things were already going well, to then have the boom of the interest in women's football that we're experiencing at the moment, they can only be benefiting from that, and that is what I'm really excited about when it comes to. Women's football, and hopefully it can just continue to go from strength to strength to strength.
2: What's well, quite smart and savvy on their part and their own social media channels at Bolton Ladies. If you want to give them a follow, by the way, they have posted some of the highlights from that game. Well, one in particular, the absolutely astounding goal by Lucy Golden, where. She looks like she's about 35, 40 yards out, oh, and right, she's managed to use the outside. Let's of... not mess
0: about here. Let's get this. Let's get this. All right. All right. Do, right. Uh, yeah.
2: You... <laughs> <laughs> you get uh, your popcorn out. That's a brilliant well, I, lob, well, isn't
0: well, it? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Has that gone in?
2: Yeah, that went in, that. Have we showed that on our pitch? Down. I hope we have done. Well, to well, be honest, we'll I think, anyway. I think on, we have. we have. Yeah. This is the reverse angle. They have these cameras now at the schooner.
0: <laughs>
2: That's oh, audacious. That Even the keepers going, Oh frigging hell, yeah. I should have done better <laughs> with that.
0: Yeah, honestly I was I was I was surprised that the keeper there didn't adopt the that yeah, Yussi Yaskaline and I can't reach that pause with his hands down by his sides. not not a chance of, of stopping that. That was absolutely beautiful.
2: Yeah, that was lovely, wasn't it? Tekabo you got Aaron Slade also getting in on the action with goal as well a 2-1 win over Tule FC get in there yeah, take but, that
0: every day of the week mm-hmm.
2: yeah well you would wouldn't you it's, it will be a while before I'd imagine Bolton take on the likes of Blackburn Man United and Man City
0: you'd imagine so but you know with the likes of United and City they've got Money to pump into the women's side. Mm. It's, it's just like, in, you know, it is I always say, it's you should treat women's football as a different sport to men's football. Because if you go into a women's football match, ex, you know, wanting and expecting the style of play that you get from most men's teams, you're probably not going to get it. It's a different set of skills on display. There obviously, there's a lot of crossovers. It is the same rules, but it is a. It's like watching a, a different type of football in a way. And if you can put, I find that once you kind of accept that you actually start seeing a lot of the positives of, of the women's game. Instead of just going, oh, well, there's not enough uh, tackling and there's not enough of this and there's not enough of that. It's like, oh, well, just watch it for the actual skill and the way they, they attempt to play football, the, the flowing passing movement through the thirds. it is a, You know, it's a different game, it's a different tempo. But at the end of the day, the similarities with the men's game, if you've got a load of money to throw at it, you're going to have a better squad. That's just, that is just the end of the... Argument when it comes to football it's, it will and if women's football gets bigger then it will probably go the same way as the men's game
2: I have to offer an apology I've watched it a couple more times since then it was a left foot not a right foot it doesn't detract from the fact that it was a great goal by Golden, all the same it's ridiculous what's even better from Golden, Bolton signed it from Bury yeah during the summer as well yeah. so that's a pretty yeah. unique thing in itself that they ended up getting I think she'd been captain as well
0: Well, there you go.
2: So it's kind of a a statement signing that was made and she's starting to repay that faith in her in acts like that.
0: Oh, yeah. More of
1: the same, please. Mm, Definitely.
0: Yeah, without a doubt, keep banging them in love. Oh, what a goal that was. was. It was great to see the
1: uh, ladies' page saying best of luck to other Collieries as well yesterday yes yeah. yeah well it goes without saying
2: well as a matter of fact it does go what by saying that they do play their matches at the schooner stadium the home of allison collieries football club it's been like that for a couple of years now and i don't think i know anyone who's not been to that ground except you two sorry yeah, i don't think i've been <laughs> i've not been yet <laughs> You would, you would have been hard pressed just to try and find any space whatsoever for that FA Cup oh, game with FC United. I can, well believe, United. Yeah, I can oh. well believe. But it was a great atmosphere, all the same. Yeah,
0: and a shame to see them, you know, bow out of the, of the Cup to FC United.
2: I don't be put off by the fact you look at the video and think, well, there's not a lot of people there and don't seem like it's worth going. At least there's video footage so you get a yeah. chance to see what the ladies can offer. Mm. And yeah, besides, right. you go in the clubhouse as well. The drinks are very cheap. Reasonable. Good, good. The snack bar's always open. Carol, by the way, is a wonderful woman. Always will have a chance to chat with you.
0: Well, we need to get fixture lists up, don't we? And yeah. we, we need to have a, yeah. We need to have a, have a mooch down A lot of us. Yeah. We, you know, we can go down to another game, have another silly. You can actually you know, <laughs> turn up this yeah. time. <laughs> and um, yeah, and we, we'll, we'll go down, we'll have a, a nice cheap beer.
1: All you need to say to the listeners who are listening in is just go for the experience. Yeah. Just have a go. At the end of the day, it's, it a it's a
0: football match. and yeah. I, I've been to football matches that have had no do with Bolton Wanderers mm. just because someone's like, oh, I'm going to this game, you fancy coming? And I'm like, yeah, I'll say, i have go watch a football match. And it, games like the Bolton Ladies team, it ain't going to cost you an arm and a leg no. for get in. It ain't going to cost you an arm and a leg for a pint and a pie. Get down there, watch 90 minutes of football, enjoy yourself.
1: Yeah, it's straightforward as that. Yeah, isn't it? I, I, I watch obviously football on Sky and stuff. And I know somebody who said to me, like, oh, I don't watch Sky Bet Championship and League One because it's not Premier League. But it doesn't matter. It's football, nice football and the quality and the stuff you see on it isn't brilliant. Sometimes, like, you know, some of the tackles well, they do and all the excitement. For me, stuff.
0: yes. Okay, the quality standard in the Premier League is much higher than in the Championship, yeah. it's much higher than in League One and all that jazz. But. Who cares if the games are boring? Like, you get some absolute stonking games (laughs) in the Championship and in League One and in League Two and all the way down the pyramid. You get some really entertaining matches. And if if it's not six step overs and a goal from 200 yards, then who cares? But I'd rather see a lower league football team, well, two lower league football teams battle out a 4 3 thriller Mm. than watch Barcelona and Real Madrid have a very boring, slow paced. 2-0 2-0 you know Yeah, and you know, watch Barcelona play a smaller team and just dominate the possession for each minutes, win 4-0 it's like well right. what's, where's the entertainment there <laughs> other than watching yeah. one team just pass a ball around
2: mm-hmm.
0: if I wanted to do that I could just go down to training and be like right lads we're doing a passing drill pass it
2: go on Dale pass the ball mate come exactly. on you know Next point of order. I know it's. we've said it's been a bit of a quiet week on the whole, certainly from the men's side of things. That's not to say stuff hasn't been happening. Yeah. Last Friday, we got the news that former left-back Andrew Taylor announced his retirement from the game.
0: That's a shame, really, because we could do with a left-back.
2: Yeah. Oh. I mean, do either of you have any specific memories of Andrew Taylor? Does it feel like another case of right man, wrong time?
0: Maybe... He seemed to be involved in the club when you just kind of after we were quite good. We were on the way down when.
2: I was going to say, he surely does rank higher in fans' estimations. Whether they're high enough or anyway, he's got a few more fans of the club than Dean Moxey had, for example.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. And um, I don't think he was somebody that people were like, that Andrew Taylor shit, get rid of him. He was there and he he put in the effort. All right, yeah, might not have always been the greatest football on the pitch, but you could never look at him and say he's not trying. You could never look at him and say he's he's not, he can't bother today. He'd always there, but he'd always be there giving you hundred percent. And if he did make if, if he did get caught out, it was usually just well, he's just been done. You know, he's just he wasn't good enough to deal with that. Rather than, oh, he's made the right balls up there. He could have done better. And Ah, I can deal with that a lot more than players who can't be bothered or players that make stupid errors. If it's just a matter of like, well, that, that striker was just better than you were
2: fine it almost feels a bit like when Bolton got in Carl Henry and Gary O'Neill two very good central defensive midfielders for the level of football Bolton were at but at the same time you wondered oh I wish we would got him about five or ten years ago and I suppose if you're going to be fair to Andrew Taylor that sort of falls into that category can you imagine what he'd be like if he was 27 or 28 years Mm. old it's that good that we couldn't have had him
1: (laughs) I'm just looking at his apps and it between 16 and 17 when he was on loan he made 34 appearances and then when he obviously signed 2017 to 2019 he made 46 appearances
2: so there's someone who was devoted yeah. to
1: the cause yeah.
2: a decent amount of appearances
1: no goals though Where
2: well, well, he's a defender yeah.
0: left back you know last I mean, goal was with not not every laugh but left back can be enrique Pedersen, all right <laughs> banging him in like the goal machine he is
1: and obviously he was there as the pfa man as well when yes. all the stuff was going on yeah so like,
0: that's actually quite well, a that's nice probably why he would tired I've had enough of this now
2: <laughs> well, to, to be honest he could probably have a bit more of an elevated role behind the scenes working yeah, for the PFA yeah. Yeah. who knows he could end up being the chairman because Lord knows Gordon Taylor's been in charge for...
0: A long, long time, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's kind of a great thing about Andrew Taylor. I wish you would taken that into consideration for the fact that if he's going to be the guy that's overseeing the... Uh, being the liaison guy between the players and the Professional Footballers mm. Association, and he does it at a time when Bolton are really in the mire, Yeah. full credit to you for doing yeah, that. Oh, yeah. get all the media
1: asking Without you for interviews and stuff and you...
2: It is a miracle that players didn't have any kind of outbursts, reasonable as they may have been. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I suppose Andrew Taylor, if he had been the man that said, yeah, try and temper it a little bit, you've got a club to represent at the same time. I know you're angry, but, well, fans might not take too kindly to any irrational outbursts you might have. So I just feel a bit sad that he has retired Mm -hmm. in a sense. Although I'd, I'd imagine somebody would be quite keen to have him as part of the coaching staff.
0: Again, yeah, I think that he's definitely someone that's got those opportunities lying ahead of him. If, if the if it's you know if there are opportunities he wishes to take, you know it's always sad when some when a, when a player retires. But he knows his body, you know he knows mm. when the ta- you know he knows when the time's right, and he, he can't maybe perform to the standard he, he wants to perform to anymore. Maybe he doesn't want to be that kind of player that slowly slips down the league and as his footballing prowess. Slowly disappear from him Some players love that, they don't care They just want to keep playing, keep playing, keep playing They're not bothered what level, they're just like I'm having fun, I'm enjoying myself, I'm playing football Andrew Taylor might not be a man that wants to do that And he just thought, this is a good time to to step out And and move on to whatever the next challenge is Whatever the next chapter is And uh, all the best to Andrew for Mm. Whatever that next chapter will be Whether that be coaching or within the PFA Punditry or something Completely disconnected from football
2: yeah, yep. best All the of the Taylor. <laughs> yeah, indeed. It's a bit of a shame that he's retired when he did, because it's been a bit of a problematic situation, in the left back position. Mm. Then again, he's not Dean Moxie, as a couple of fans well, had yeah, said a couple true, of yeah, times. That is true. But now we get to the big crux of the problem. One of the signings made, Joe Bunny, who I think we can qualify him as being one of the youngest of the nine signings yeah. that have been made. The very sad thing is, I don't think we're going to see him for what remains of 2019.
0: No, broken ribs and a broken collarbone in a car accident on Monday night. No, mon- well, early Monday morning, was it? Or was it Sunday morning?
2: It was announced on Monday morning, Monday. wasn't it, was, it? I think
0: the accident was actually on Sunday morning. Nobody else was involved. His car hit the central reservation and then hit a tree. To be honest, as I was saying on um, Alternative Support with Jack, as bad as it is, I think we've got a be fairly thankful that it's only as bad as it is because yeah. cra- a high speed crash on the motorway central reservation hitting a tree you you, you expect the worst from that mm. you expect to hear the worst thankfully that is not
2: the case broken ribs and collarbone is going to keep him out but what's the estimated time they say months uh, what do you think They've, three four maybe five months for
0: me the broken ribs will be I assume a relatively quick fix alright the collarbone is the problem, for me. That is a. It's a. It's not a nice bone to be breaking. Your movement that goes through your ri- your rib cage and thus your collarbone is ridiculous. If you've ever done any kind of my mi- even the most minor injury to your ribs, every time you move it hurts. Every time you breathe it hurts. Every time you cough it hurts. Sneezes. Oh God! <laughs> I don't even want to talk about them. So, I think it will be a while, but hopefully we will get to see him play and hopefully it won't be too long considering what we've had get well soon joe bunny because we need a left back (laughs) we do we we need a left back we've brought one in and unfortunately you know these things happen you know accidents happen we'll have to see what the investigation all that comes out of it i assume there will be an investigation as there will be into any automobile accident yeah just one of them things isn't it Nothing we can do about it. We just got to crack
2: on and not sorry. The best, b- poor choice of words there, Jimmy.
0: Cra- cra- oh God!
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, just <laughs> anyway. However, on the subject of stuff that came out on Monday, we got a piece of bad news followed by the club. And you can tell, social media, whoever's running it, they look like they've got an handle on things. They've got yeah. the finger on the pulse. They know what they're doing. Um, they kind of oh, we got a big announcement yeah. coming up. You're going to have to <laughs> keep an eye on this. Yeah. Like
0: yeah, and they, they clearly <laughs> had a lot of fun with that. And they're continuing to, and that's what social media yeah. should be. It's, it's not just another flow of information. It's a, it's a different style of information. And the more fun and interactive and interesting you can make it, the better with social media. And it's great to see the club are, are taking that side of things seriously because social media is massive these days in cultivating your fan base and keeping your fan base and communicating with your fan base. So the more people you can have interested in what you're saying, the better.
2: And, well, what was that big news? Season tickets!
0: Prices are out and they are very reasonable. Twelve seventy-one. if you are... Speaking, if, if you are if if you are listening now and you are under eighteen years of age, yeah, that you are Jack. absolutely <laughs> laughing, my friends. <laughs> Let, it was like about three quid a game. You're yeah. going to be paying Six, is it sixty quid.
1: Oh no, it's twelve seventy-one for 57 adults. Fifty-seven
0: pounds <coughs> for a kid's season ticket for wow. under eighteen. I genuinely am considering seeing <laughs> if I can get away with being under eighteen. You say
2: that every single time.
0: My God, obviously. I can't with a
2: beard, so. Yeah, Although, to be honest, Ant has had a shave. And a haircut. You missed that
1: bit out. <laughs> yeah,
0: he
2: has had a haircut. Or <laughs> well, what we've got, yeah, 57 quid for all areas, which they've done it as well per match, which is even smarter. Granted... Mm. Just
0: showing you what you're, what you're paying and what that saving will More be. More appealing. You know, but £2.47 a match for
2: kids. That's under-12s, by the way. Under-12s getting... Under-12s,
0: I mean, that's... 42 quid for a season for your under-12s. It it seems as though one of Football Ventures' things is coming in and like trying to make supporting book wonders affordable again.
2: And they said here, I think one of the last statements says if you want a one adult, one child under the age of 18 ticket for the designated family area in the upper tier of the North Stand, 250. It's
0: not bad at wow. all. 250 notes for a full Brilliant, season man. of football for, you know, dad and lad or. Well, yeah, I know yeah. Danny's done Mom his season daughter, ticket, whatever, hasn't he? has yeah, well, yeah. got
1: it. I don't know whether he's got Jacob on the box, but... No, well, at
0: 42 quid, even if he never goes, it's hardly yeah. like he's spunked out loads of money over, yeah. it, is it?
2: Although they've been keen to make a mention in the statement that we knew this last week anyway, but it's worth repeating once again, the Doncaster fixture not included at all in no, there.
0: No, it seems... Well, that's because they sold tickets for it already, isn't it?
2: And Doncaster made a whinge, and they're still whinging about Honestly, it now. Shut up, Doncaster!
0: It's done. It's finished with. Stop whinging about wanting to play our kids. Did if you, you're that, if you're good enough, you'll win anyway.
1: Did you see the prices Mark Isles put out from the past season? So, yeah. Uh, obviously, nineteen twenty, it was twelve seventy-one. Eighteen nineteen fourteen pound thirteen pence. Seventeen eighteen season, it's thirteen seventy-three a match. 1617, it was 1217. 1516, 1386. 1415, it's 1321. And 1314, 1282. Some very good prices there.
0: Yeah, it is yeah. actually. I mean, obviously, when you have to, if, if you're stumping it all up in one go, it's still a decent chunk that come out of your bank. But. The way the direct debit scheme works and things like that, interest free as well. Mm. If honestly, if I didn't have to work Saturdays, there is nothing that would keep me away from that stadium. I mean,
1: I mean, looking at it, last season was most expensive out of them. That is dumb. Yeah. And obviously, this is a second least expensive. And when you when you think about sixteen seventeen, when it was twelve seventeen.
0: Exactly. And if you think about, even though they are, you know, it is fairly recent memory. If you adjust those for inflation, the same is even more in real terms. Yeah. Than what is what it just looks like in pound notes because Uh. just the way of the way economies work and and all that. But yeah, it's great that the season tickets are finally out. It it does feel uh, that it is a we slowly get into that point now where everything's
2: done. Well, I did sorted. see today
1: as well. They put on about corporate boxes. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, yeah.
2: They were wanting to, well, they were wanting to flog them, too, right? Yeah. Oh, is that just for the current matches that are coming up against Oxford and Sunderland, oh, or is that throughout like the whole so campaign?
1: they will be on the website. Yeah,
2: I'm sure it will. But yeah, you yeah, can yeah. have a look for yourself if yeah. you want to do. Corporate boxes, yeah, it's not my cup of tea, if I'm honest with you.
0: I've never done it. I've done Director's Box, but that was at Anfield because <laughs> parents of a friend knew Martin Yoll. <laughs> so... Strings. Yeah, pretty much. So we got, we got, to, we got to watch Martin Yoles Fulham get Dick 4-1 by... 4-0 even by Liverpool when Suarez was playing for him. It was quite exciting <laughs> in my first year at uni. But I've never done it at the Macron or University of Bolton Stadium or Reebok or any of the names it's had. <laughs> but I can see why businesses get them to take clients to. And if you want to impress a client and you want to take them to, to the football, you'll get a good bit of value at Bolton, I reckon. And it'll be good for the club. So if I had a business and I could, you know, that was a legitimate thing I could do, I think I'd probably have one to to help support the club. And because if you've got to to get clients and you've got to go and entertain them, well, why not go and do something you want to do while you're doing it? Get yourself a corporate box.
2: I kind of like the idea that the under 23s and the over 75s, they've both got the same pricing structure. 143 throughout all areas of the ground.
0: Why is it over seventy fives though?
2: Because why is
0: it not over sixty fives? Over sixty fives
2: are there, and there's a slightly more expensive at <laughs> hundred and fifty seven. <laughs> That's so bizarre, oh, wow. isn't
0: it? <laughs> fourteen pounds difference.
2: I have to wait ten years, so I have to pay less. Money.
0: <laughs> In ten years, you get a seven pound, dis- fourteen pound discount. Sorry.
2: Sorry, all I see, see over-75s and all of a sudden I've got the thinking on me mind of the most famous football match ever devised for that age group, the over-75s match between... It was in an episode of Father Ted. <laughs> <laughs> it was the lads from, from <laughs> Craggy Island.
1: Craggy <laughs> Island versus is the other ones. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Wait a minute, those are fake arms. <laughs>
1: just need to make a <laughs> correction sorry i'll let you lads <laughs> laughing out <laughs> <laughs> oh i love that episode that's the
0: one that, that's the one that leads to having to get running up the ass which is another glorious episode oh right <laughs> <laughs> ah sorry sorry anthony you, you carry on <laughs> sorry i said it was
1: boxes it's actually hospitality yeah that is a box sorry that is a box. I'll bam um, me head off the table. They're saying it's seventy pound for the Oxford game and eighty pound for Sunderland.
0: For a, is that assume that's per person.
1: Well, you'll have a minimum what you've yeah, probably. Yeah. Like I was going to people be, or be
0: eighty quid for a corporate box. When next time I've got a Saturday off work, I'll just get one. <laughs> I'm sure you can drink for free in there, can't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah, let's get it. Let's, hey, 80 quid, let's have a talking Trotters corporate box for a game.
1: <laughs> well, Danny won't be here, you know, he'll be too busy well, scoping off. He's just go. posted his picture of, at City, actually. Oh,
2: yeah. Um, oh, good for him.
1: Yeah. I've just retweeted it and put traitor. <laughs> 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 good lad. Good lad. Good
0: lad. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. t- you know, good prices. If you're considering getting a season ticket, I would highly, highly recommend it because... Well, where else would you rather be on a Saturday? Not was, at work.
2: Have we had the kits sure. yet?
0: No, I don't think there's been a kit announcement yet.
2: No, well, unless something has happened, but <laughs> nothing yet. Since
0: we started recording, but we, well, we've had the book one on Twitter open and things. like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we've not well, seen
2: anything. To be honest, I was going to say we've had the ladies one oh, yeah. open, yes, and well, I'm keeping. Oh, the only thing I've also got open is our audience response, of which of course, of course, we that's are going to get round yeah. to anyway. So that's pretty decent stuff that's sorted out oh yeah there it is, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> sorry we're just looking at the you can look photo. on our twitter page i talking
1: know. trotters and you'll see what i mean
2: so,
0: Some fell with a bald head getting it picked it's not mark it's not,
1: mark, it's not it's yours mark. what no. mark, mark.
0: <laughs> he got there quicker so i'm leave
2: yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's that's pretty decent in it and we look ahead to the weekend well, if you want to talk about the next two home games, we might as well, because by the time we get to recording next week's episode, Oxford game will have gone, and then yeah. we just prepare for the mm. Sunderland game. Yeah. How about the fact that it was printed in the free, four page pull out that we got when we went to the Bradford game? 20 quid for adults and 10 quid for concessions. I think it's 5 quid for kids to go in as well for not both not of those all, matches. That's
0: not bad. It's um, their
2: way of saying if you want to come along. It's not that expensive. No, and
0: a, t- a tenner a pop for a league game is absolutely reasonable. Yeah, for, for anybody. I mean, what, is it twenty quid for adults? Yeah, yeah it's exactly. Just, it's not, you know, it's it's not shabby at all. I mean, granted, it's not the five quid for the silly cup game we all went <laughs> to, but you know, still twenty notes is it's. You go down to a football game, part with twenty notes, you're not going to be dis- disappointed with that. One thing I would do is I would have specific points in the stadiums maybe in one stand or whatever where I would have pay I would still have pay on the door because if you've ever tried to get a ticket on the day of the game at that ticket office it is an absolute nightmare yep I mean it's not like they've got it understaffed they've got it full capacity of staff and there's just that many people that they can't deal with it and I've been in queues that have gone on past kickoff because
2: yeah as the fans that came to the Bradford game found out but then if you've got three or four turnstiles
0: where you've got pay on the door as we saw with the Bradford game it's amazing how quickly those queues disappear when it's just boom you're in boom you're in there's your money boom you're in I don't know whether there's regulation or legislation or something that stops us from having well, pay on the door for these games that's probably what it
1: is It'll be with the people having season tickets obviously if well that's it but you tickets, know obviously you can there's,
0: there's four you know you get four turnstiles per entry to the ground yeah you'd have to put, give one, people just one seats ter- you know of one turnstile yeah. yeah you just print them off a ticket you know I mean yeah I'm not saying have it sit where you
1: want mm. but uh, you know... Because then that's... Because obviously I've worked there before. That causes issues. Oh, yeah, People season. They're sat in my seat. Well, so <laughs> right won't <laughs> you know I mean? But, yeah,
0: if you've got... You know, if you get... You go in, you buy a ticket, you just get a ticket. And if yeah. there's a few of you, you go in through the same door and you'll get, you know, sequential or as, as sequential as possible tickets. Yeah. I think that it'd be... Or even have a section. I mean, like an upper tier. Mm. Like... Have a section in the bloody south stand upper because we don't know where no fans ever go in there. <laughs> All the time c- get that mesh back so you c- they can't get close enough to edge foot for anything over, and just slap out pay as you pay as you go in there.
1: We've had home, home fans south in that fan, stove stand up. Exactly do before. that.
0: Exactly do that. But we don't sell those tickets. Like Peterborough. We don't sell those tickets until last minute anyway mm. because why would you? So sell them pay on the day, mm. and then you can sit wherever you want in the upper tier. And it might, you know, it might just bring more people in. It might be opening a new stand costs us more. It doesn't work out financially if it does that. Sack it off. Just be like, right, we tried it. it didn't work.
1: See you well, later. they've put out a recruitment drive for stewards. Yes. So yeah, saw that. Hopefully they'll get more in and then they can obviously open more areas and what have you. Yeah. Because I don't know whether upper tiers are including it season two. Uh, yes, they are. Are oh, they now? Yeah, yeah,
0: they have reopened them. They've said that if you were there before, you can stay there. You can go in. It's fine. Personally, I'd like to see everyone pushed down into the lower tiers just because it'll look better on telly, it'll sound better for the atmosphere. Obviously, we've got the game against Blackpool, Um, and we'll
1: see how it looks. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: I mean, you know, the more local games Mm. might not be as as bad. If we have the upper tiers open for, like, when we play next in the leasing.com cup... Rochdale.
1: No, 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 not Rochdale, 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 City. City,
0: City, I think if we open the upper tiers for that, it'll look rubbish because everyone will be scattered everywhere. Mm. Speaking
2: of the leasing.com... It's. I don't know whether it's, a, it's consider it a good or a bad thing that they've brought forward the Man City game because it was meant to be on the 12th of November and now it's going to be on the 29th of October.
0: What is the reasoning
2: for it? I have, uh, To be honest, I it's never looked into telly it. I, is it or... You can't imagine... Is it like a
0: fixture clash with something that City are doing or something that we've got going on? Or?
2: I can't think of any immediate fixtures no. that would affect it. Maybe they just decided... Ah, uh, let's just have it towards the end of October. I don't think anyone's going to cry just, too let's much just decided.
0: Let's just have it here yeah. instead. What day is it on? It wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't surprise me with the EFL, if I'm perfectly honest.
2: Tuesday, the 29th of October. So at least you get another Tuesday fixture in, don't yeah. you? Yeah. There isn't a league match. And hopefully
0: it'll be, Hopefully they'll do that fiver on the door, pit, sit where you want.
2: And
1: we'll all be there,
0: hopefully. But it works. People will go to a football match if it's only a fiver. Even if they mm. look at it and go, oh, it's, it's going to be a crap game, that. Or I'm not interested in the Leasing.com Cup. Doesn't matter. You put a fiver on, and people like me dad will go, mm. and my dad won't go because football's too expensive. To sit in a stadium where he can't drink and look at the pitch, he can't have a fag, and it's too sterile for him. It's you know he, he's a part part boy. He, he likes standing up and being squashed in, and everything's smelling slightly of wee. That's <laughs> what he wants. But he said to me after that game, if it was if it was a fiver, if most games were a fiver, I would go every week just because. It's a fiver. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> and you will get that effect. And if you do that with the with the leasing.com cup games or, you know, do it with the FA Cup games if we have a bit of a run in that. Do it with the League Cup. Oh, well, we, we've already heard that, haven't we? But We know knew what I mean? you meant, yeah. You know, cup games and things like that. Make them cheap. Get the people in because they'll get... Even if like 5% of people that are just coming down because Sod It is a fiver, if they get the bug and come back again, that's five more fans that are coming into your ground paying the full price, five more fans that are probably buying a cup of tea or a pint or a pie or a pasty or, you know, I don't know if they still do them weird curry boxes they once (laughs) did, but one of them, you know, buying stuff in the ground. That's how you make customers, which for football clubs are supporters and fans. And you've got to tempt people in to to sample your words. And Fiverr, for a cup game, bob
2: on. Can't argue any further than that, can Uh you? And now, moving on to the question of the week. I said last week I was a bit... I don't know if disappointing is the right word. It felt as though we didn't give Phil Parkinson the send-off that he might have deserved. There was just so much going on with the club at the time.
0: But yeah, I think that... I mean, I've said it before... Oh, Petrov scored. In that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you said it before. Petrov scores.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's 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 one of them with Parkinson because, like I said, because there was so much going on with the club. But I've always I've always said that I thought he did a good job. I don't yeah. think that he could, you could have expected much more from him. I think that a lot of the disappointment that that fans felt and the frustration that they vented against Phil Parkinson was for two reasons. One of which. Their expectation of what we were supposed to be doing that season was just ridiculously off kilter. Yeah. People that were saying we've sti- we're staying, we're up with the skin of our teeth. We've done, we've added not much quality to the squad in the summer. Oh yeah, playoffs this season. That's what we should be aiming for. Shut up. And then it's not happening and we're, we're fighting relegation and it's not looking great and everything around the club's going wrong and they're turning around going, it's Parky's fault. Like, what planet are you on? It's Parky's yeah. fault. It's the fact there's no money. It's the fact that we've had transfer embargoes. It's the fact that the players we've brought in, now who can't play for us anymore because we've not paid for them.
2: I think the achievements during the first two seasons might have been overshadowed somewhat by all the muck that went on during the eighteen nineteen campaign. Yeah. Well,
1: that wasn't his fault. That was, exactly. uh, that was the owner. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he had to deal with what he, you know, what, what he was given.
0: I can see why people thought that getting us back up in that first season was par for the course, even though we were under embargo. With the squad of quality we had, yes, we should have been getting promoted that season, and we did. Yes, we didn't win the championship, but we got promoted. Tick for Phil Parkinson. Yes, it mm-hmm. might be what we expected him to do, but he did it. I didn't expect to stay up the season after. No. Especially not in the manner we did. Well, and the fact that he kept on plugging away and fighting until the very end was a testament to what he'd done with the squad. Yeah,
2: It's incredible for the fact that during that 17-18 campaign, they got two points from the first 11 matches. Yeah. And Bolton still managed to find a way to stay up, and I'm so thankful that a couple of people on Facebook and Twitter have said, "Wilbraham, yeah, that's the,
1: the moment that, that they'll overri- associate the, with the
0: overriding." Yeah,
1: because soon as that
2: memory,
0: I wasn't even at that game. I mean, I could hear it from my house. Literally, yeah. I could hear it from my house. But wow, I mean that that was the moment, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. So. Big thanks to Danny Guest on Facebook and to the Burn Aces, which I don't All think Twitter, is the yeah. proper one. I think yeah. I think it's just another Twitter handle that's called the Burn Aces.
0: Well, anyway, you, if if you've if you've posted and that's your Twitter name, you know we mean you.
2: Yeah, that's fair enough, isn't uh, but yeah, it?
0: Yeah, I must say though, some people
2: they're kind of going
0: the, like you know when he handed in his resignation. Yeah. They, they I
2: mean, know, no, as soon as they, they, this is welcome, the thing. welcome, welcome
0: Keith here at gto
2: oh G- hey,
1: that twitter handles
2: confusing as hell don't try and read it out
1: jim <laughs> so literally jim soon as that soon as i posted them that question yeah. negativity straight away yeah soon as he handed it because i said to him, i was yeah. in the office when i posted it i said to you chris bloody hell that was quick
2: yeah it's so kind of, it's gone up the day his you resignation. You the job. it's like it's kind of they looked at us and gone what sort of stupid questions that the, like I said, the only thing I can understand that people didn't actually like was
0: his, the, the, the style of football wasn't massively attractive and he didn't attempt to play nice, pretty, pretty football. I know people want to see good football. I understand why people were like, look, I'm bored of the way he plays football. That's fine. That's personal preference. That That is an opinion and you can't change that. But people that saying that he wasn't a good manager, I'm sorry, and there might be people listening to this who think that he wasn't a very good manager and might take slight offence at the fact that I think that they're all talking shite. He did a really good job under horrendously difficult situations. If you didn't like his style of football, fine. I will not... The the debate on football and aesthetics is one that could rage on forever, and it's what entertains you. But for a man that came in and gave his all and did what he needed to do with the club, yeah, all right, we went down at the end of it, but that wasn't anything to do with him. His, His players weren't being paid. His players were going on strike. The owner was avoiding him. No, Nobody knew what was going on. Nobody would have done a better job in that situation. You could have brought in Pep Guardiola, Jose Mourinho and Alex yeah, Ferguson exactly. and got him to work as a three and they still would have been like, what am I supposed to do with this, shy. Yeah. Like, what the, the situation that's going on around this club, how can you get anybody to concentrate on what's going on on the field? It, it was just ridiculous that, that anybody could blame... That season's relegation on Phil Parkinson. I don't, I, again, don't think he plays the nicest of football. I understand why people didn't want to watch him, his team hoofing it up front all the time. I get that, but there's a difference between playing style and being a good manager. And he was certainly a good manager, even if his playing style wasn't the prettiest.
2: That's the thing, isn't it? That when he was appointed in 2016. I remember before he was appointed, it was kind of, well, Phil Parkinson looked like, looks like he's linked. And then it seemed to go quite, oh, well, and the next day, Phil Parkinson's yeah. Bolton manager. It was kind of a, oh, as in a nice kind of surprise. Yeah. Um, because when... Knew Bolton, the division. Yes, that's the thing, isn't it? He was exactly what Bolton needed at that point.
0: Yeah. He had that, he'd done some good things with Bradford, even though they hadn't got the promotion that they've been looking for.
2: You know, it's not like anybody else has ever has
0: managed to achieve anything with the sleeping giants of Bradford recently. He got up to the League Cup final. Are you having I'm a not... laugh? League Cup final for Bradford.
2: When they were a League Two side, I mean, let's forget. Just...
0: And then people are like, oh yeah, he's rubbish. He's not rubbish because you don't like playing, watching long, long ball football.
2: I he's, think Parky not... is a lot shrewder than we give him credit for. Because you remember what had happened at Bradford a few weeks before he became Bolton manager. They ended up being taken over by a German consortium. Mm. And one of the fellas that's there, I forget his name now, but he just undid all of the work that Parkey did by the time he left late 2018. And whatever goodwill had been built up by Parkinson and his replacement, Stuart McCall. Gone. Yeah, Because the German lads had absolutely no clue whatsoever about what Bradford City and Football Club meant to its fans.
0: And that's what people don't seem to get For me a lot of the time. is It's all right. There's only a certain part of a manager's job that is shown out on the field. And yes, that okay. is the part of the job that will generally get them hired and fired. But the stuff about understanding what a, a club is about and, and laying the groundwork for everything that goes on on the pitch, all the stuff we don't see. And... For me, Parkinson did all that superbly. Yes, it wasn't great to watch us play long ball football, but with the budget we had at our disposal, was anybody going to be able to assemble a team that could play intricate, nice, flowing football through the thirds...
2: I'm trying you to know. think round about the happen. time in 2016. Can you imagine what it would have been like if, say, Jimmy Floyd-Asselbank had been appointed? It would have been a nice idea on paper, but... It would have th- it
0: fallen its ass. Yeah,
2: it would have.
0: Because Jimmy Floyd-Asselbank would have said, well, I need the I need
2: two players in the middle
0: that can really knock a ball about. And Ken Anderson would have turned around and gone, but we're under a transfer embargo. We can't bring anybody in.
2: And he would have gone, mm-hmm.
0: oh. Oh, so who have I got for pass a ball? He'd be like, well, you've got... You've got big wheats and Vella, and that's about it. You know, <laughs> it, it, we're never going to be...
1: For, for me though, if we're back in 2016 now, you know, obviously Phil Parkinson for me would have been the Keith Hill and David Fletcher because of their experience mm. in League One.
2: It would have been a bit... Weird at the time, would it not, if if Flickcraft had come directly from Bury? I always thought one of the golden rules of management, besides never go back to an old club, Sam Allardyce, for example, Mm -hmm. don't ever, ever, ever move directly to a rival. Yeah. Because Alex McLeish, as far as I'm concerned, his management career was done when he moved from Birmingham to Aston Villa. Yeah, yeah. Or Ron Saunders... Had a disagreement with the Villa board the season after winning the title, and then fans after he unexpectedly resigned, Villa fans were going, "We got to get him back in." Then he moves to Birmingham and they go, "All right, fuck you." Then yeah. it didn't matter because they ended up winning the European Cup under his exactly, successor. Yeah.
0: But uh, I know what you mean, and uh, it would have been a bit of a strange one. But uh, you know, we
2: are where we are now. What about the time when right after the Coventry game? Where he said, Mr Bassini, please, please, please leave our club alone. Yeah. If that's not somebody who cares so much about a football club, he's in charge. Yeah. I don't know what it says.
0: And he left honourably when he felt that he was. He, we were actually in a position where the takeover was going to be done. He'd done his job stewarding the club to the point where it needed to be, and then he went. And that is... Just shows you the measure of the man and the, the class he had. Because he could have gone at the beginning of the summer and gone, I want to go and find a new job now, thanks. But he didn't. He stuck around until he felt he was in a point where he could just hand that over in the right state.
2: And now you look at what's happened at Lincoln City this week, Danny Cowley and his brother Nicky have moved to Uddersfield. Yeah. Whether that'll work for them, time will tell.
0: It's certainly a step up.
2: But then, at the same time, Phil Parkinson has been linked with the job. Yes, he has. I have a feeling we are going to see him in League One again.
0: wouldn't surprise me. He knows the league. Yeah, it would not surprise me in the slightest to see Parky knocking about that level. Although, personally, I think that given what he did with Bolton, even though we did come down, the way that he handled the situation, it wouldn't surprise me if he got offered something higher up the ladder. Because I think he's deserved at least a chance to have a crack back at the championship level over for what he did, just from that first season. If I was a club that had come up to the championship and was looking to stay up, I'd be like, I'll have a look at Phil Parkinson, Me, What he did with Bolton and keeping them up that season was a bloody miracle.
2: I feel as though another team that used to be a Premier League side, now they're not Stoke City... Mm. they just don't know what the hell they want to do under Nathan Jones because he seems like someone who is being let down by his players. Say so he goes, could you foresee Parkey going there?
0: Maybe. Because
2: the fans love the... Long
0: ball football there, don't they? Yeah,
2: well, they did under Tony yeah. list They weren't complaining it, too much. Sam Allen and I said it
0: best years ago. There's two kinds of football. There's winning football and there's not winning football. And it doesn't matter what your style is. If you're winning games, that's what you're there to do. You're not there at the professional level to play a nice bit of ticky of football and narrowly lose one nil. You're there for win a game. And if the best way you win a game is to smash it up to Kev D and have him flick it on to a Nolan or Stuart Alden, a, a Pedersen or, or a Stuart Olden or whoever, then so be it. I, I'd rather watch Bolton Wanderers win a game ugly than lose a game pretty any day of the week. Mm. It works. Yeah. Definitely.
2: Unfortunately, all this um, <laughs> this has been a bit problematic for the fact that we've gone, what the hell am I going to do for the question of the week for the next one? Oh, yeah. What
1: we well, got for this week? I oh, oh hi, hang on. I, I I'm might s- nick this off Mark Isles. All right. Because obviously we've... Uh, is it anniversary, you said, of Eddie Davis? Yeah, Eddie
0: Davis. Uh, at time of recording, uh, which is Wednesday, it has been one yeah. year yeah. since Eddie Davis passed away. Um, obviously, all our thoughts with his his, his yes, family and his definitely. friends. Which also means that it is that yesterday was a year to the day where Eddie Davis saved our club again with that uh, emergency loan. I don't think that we can really underestimate his influence on the football club. I mean, the guy forgave a hundred million pounds worth of debt to make sure that we didn't mm. go under. That is, if, if I mean, that just shows how much he loved that football club.
1: Well, this is the tweet Mark Ives has put out at six minutes past eight. Eddie Davis showed B2FC heights they couldn't possibly imagine, but it's a valid question to ask whether he left them incapable of coping with his legacy.
2: See, it's
1: a bit difficult,
2: I wonder, looking at that as a question of the week. Mm. Where do you stand on Eddie Davis? Because my worry is we're going to get even more negative reactions. <laughs> well, that's true, Because yeah. uh, that. I think I do know a couple of fans that said it is Eddie Davis's fault and that he made people like Phil Gartside the full guy. I don't personally think that. Mm. No, I, I don't. But you could kind of see why fans would think yeah, that Yeah, look day.
0: Eddie Davis was the money man when the bottom fell at the club the first time in recent memory. So I can see why people believe that. But Eddie Davis wasn't running the business. Eddie Davis was just providing the funds. The people running the business are the reason that the business was set up in a way that when we dropped out of the premiership, we couldn't survive with the losses. If the business hadn't been set up in the way that we'd set the business up in the first few years in the premiership, where everybody had relegation wage drops and other such contractual stipulations that would have protected the club, we got too big for our boots, we got cocky. And the people that were writing those contracts and making those kind of decisions decided we were an established premiership club and we didn't have to do that anymore. And then we went down, and then we were playing Premiership wages in the Championship.
2: And all of a sudden, again thinking back to the pilot episode, you could tell there was no plan whatsoever in the event that Bolton didn't get promoted back at the first time no, of asking.
0: There wasn't. And and honestly, and I know that obviously he wasn't to blame for everything, You know, the timing of it means he can't be to blame for everything that went wrong at Bolton. Or, but if I got the chance to sit down and, and speak to him, my First question would be, Dougie Friedman, why <laughs> did you decide to change the entire system to fit in one player
2: It was useless. on the last
0: day of the season when we were looking like we were going to be in the playoffs? And it screwed it up. And as soon as we went 2-0 down, he took that one player he tried to accommodate off, changed the system back to what we'd been successfully playing the few weeks before, instantly got back into the game and just couldn't get the winning goal. If we hadn't screwed up at the beginning of the game against and that game against Blackpool, we'd have got in the playoffs. I'm not saying we would have won the playoffs. No. But had we have done, who knows? If we'd have gone back at that first attempt, if Dougie Freeman hadn't have had some kind of weird mind lapse... It, I think he game, had a few of them. You know, <laughs> we, 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 we could have come back up the first attempt and none of this would have happened.
2: I know it's a weird way to end it, but I always think Dougie Freeman, after his short-lived spell in charge of Nottingham Forest, and in fairness to him, I can't believe I've said that, They have been a lot of them over this past decade alone... But I'd imagine after he became sporting director at Crystal Palace, his job is officially right, Dougie. Go in this office. Go in this office right here. Yeah, don't worry, we've got a lot on your plate. Close it up. Right, let's get some serious business yeah, running at yeah, Crystal Palace. Yeah. Dougie, don't worry, Dougie's not coming out of that for s- the you old stay day. Stay
0: there, Dougie. You don't touch a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there you go. I don't know. Maybe for the for the question of the week, you could keep it Eddie Davis related, and you could maybe look at we could look at the dates of. His spell in charge of the club when he took it over, and be like, "What's you know, what's your favourite memory from that?" Because let's be honest with mm, you, there were some halcyon bad. days. Yeah, that's they were. You know, back to the Premier League, European adventures, beating United Old Trafford two <laughs> seasons running. Oh, that's an anniversary today as well. Oh, Kevin Nolan, that one nil win, which I watched on the big screen at the at the Reebok. I mean, wow. It seems bizarre to think that. It was now that long ago.
1: How time flies.
0: Yeah, it really does. It really, really does. Hey, maybe one day we'll be back up with them dizzy eyes. That's what we've got to hope for. But yeah, that's what I'd I'd suggest. Yeah, I think that's a pretty suitable one.
2: And that's going to wrap up this week's episode. Social media then. You can follow us on facebook.com
1: forward slash talking trotters. You can tweet us at talking trotters.
0: Danny's not here so you can uh, <laughs> get us on the email trotters at gmail.com you can also get us on the Instagram talkingtrotstagram hey. and uh, yeah we're available on plenty of different podcasts and uh, podcast providers and hey if you fancy giving us a review give us a nice one and uh, give us a nice five star rating and like and subscribe that's pretty much all we've got to talk about this week
1: come on whites for Saturday
0: yeah too right let's hope we get a win and that is all from us so Bye. it's uh, good night from me Jim Bailey
1: Good night from me Anthony we're we doing that new buys
0: I was <laughs> just trying to think of a way to sell Chris for goodnight Vienna
2: I'll do it simply Sorry, Chris. Good Night Vienna